turn in your Bibles today, if you would. Uh, we're going to go, we're going to actually read a lot of Scripture, but how you know that's a good thing when you're in church, to read the Bible, okay? So turn first to Romans chapter 1, and we're going to continue our series on the ghost or the Holy Spirit, the third person of the Godhead. I'm really excited to share with you today out of God's Word on, the, on this topic today because I believe what you're going to receive today is going to help you, it's going to equip you, and you're going to um, continue to build your life in faith, continue to build your marriage in faith, your relationships, your finances, and this church in faith with the gifts that the Holy Spirit gives to you. Uh, we have about uh, a week and a half left of our 30-day challenge. How many of you guys have been involved in the 30-day challenge? Come on. It's been fun. Some of you have been giving me testimonies about what God's been doing in your life. God's been opening up job opportunities. God's been opening up finance. Relationships are, are getting restored. Marriages are being mended. I believe all that's going to continue to happen. Some of you also have been sharing with me some of the struggles you've been having in your 30-day challenge. Not a, not a struggle to actually pray, but you feel like the enemy's attacking you more. Okay? And I've, I've met with several people like that where I've been praying and I've been doing better than I ever have, but now it feels like, you know, what's all this junk that's happening? What's going on in my life? Let me tell you what's happening. Um, I played basketball for quite some time, played in college, and the, 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 the team, the opposing team you're playing against learns very quickly who the good players are, the ones that are a threat, and who the, other, and who the bad ones are. And what they'll do when they're playing is they'll kind of slack off on the bad ones because, hey, they're not a threat, and they'll double-team the good ones, okay? And uh, so I have a little trick. I kind of play sloppy the first couple minutes, so I think I'm a bad player, and then I just tear it up. Come on, somebody, okay? (laughs) But you know the same is true in our spiritual walk, that the enemy knows who the ones that are effective are. And so if if, if you're saying, man, I I started this 30-day challenge, and I feel like I'm being more attacked, Awesome! Keep praying, keep pushing through. What's happening? The enemy's trying to discourage you. He notices, wait a second, you're praying more. Wait a second, you're reading your Bible. Wait, wait a second, you're pressing in more. I need to try to stop you. And now they're trying to stop you. Listen, uh, you should be more worried if you're not feeling any oppo- uh, opponents against you. Are you with me? Because then you're, you're, not, you're not being effective at all. You're not doing anything, all right? And so if you need to be slapped around, just start praying. Come on, somebody, and, uh, and feel the opposition coming against you. Don't grow weary, the Bible says, in doing well, because um, you're going to reap the benefits if you do not lose heart. Romans 11, we're going to jump right back into this. Uh, we've been covering the ghost, the third person of the Godhead. Who is he? Uh, what does he do in the life of a believer? And uh, I'm sorry, Romans 1.11. What does he do in the life of a believer? Um, how does he empower us? Last week we talked about how he empowers us. And uh, man, we can have that explosive power to move forward in our life. Today I want to simply talk to you about the gifts of the Holy Spirit. The gifts that he gives to every believer. Romans 1, first time spiritual gifts are mentioned. Romans 1. Verse 11, for I long to see you that I may impart to you some spiritual gift to strengthen you. What's going to strengthen you? The spiritual gift. Paul is saying, I'm longing to come to you because, man, if I can get there to you, I'm going to impart something. What is that impartation? It's a spiritual gift, and that spiritual gift is then in turn going to strengthen you. How many think that's a pretty cool verse? goes on to say in verse 12 that, It is that we may be mutually encouraged by each other's faith, both yours and mine. Now go with me to 1 Corinthians 14.1. 1 Corinthians 14.1. 1 Corinthians 12, which we're going to rewind to in just a minute, talks about some of the spiritual gifts. But 1 Corinthians 14, 
1 says this. It says, pursue love and earnestly desire the spiritual what? Thank you over there. Earnestly desire the spiritual gifts. In other words, there's something the Holy Spirit wants to give you. He wants to give you some gifts, especially that you may prophesy. Earnestly desire. Paul, uh, in the the book of Romans, says, I'm longing to come to you. And here's the one reason why I'm longing to come to you, so that, man, I may spark that spiritual gift inside of you. Okay? Now he says in 14.1 of 1 Corinthians, he says, hey, earnestly desire the spiritual gifts that are available to you. 1 Corinthians 12.1 then we're going to pray and we'll jump right in. 1 Corinthians 12 one says this, Now concerning spiritual gifts, brothers, I do not want you to be uninformed, or some, some versions say ignorant. I do not want you to be uninformed, or I do not want you to be ignorant concerning what? Spiritual gifts. Let's pray. God, we thank you for your word. God, I pray that in the next few moments that we have together, that God, your word would just speak to us. Lord, it would equip us. And, and God, that we would, we would walk more aggressively with the gifts that you've given to us by the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Amen. Concerning spiritual gifts, God does not want us to be ignorant or uninformed. He wants us to understand the spiritual gifts. He wants us to understand that there is a Holy Spirit, that the Holy Spirit is empowering us. How is he empowering us? Yes, with his life, but also with the gifts of the Spirit, as the Bible calls them. In that each of us as Christ followers has a spiritual gift available to us. As a matter of fact, if you've been born again, you've received Jesus into your heart, every single one of you has a gift in you right now. And you might not even know what it is. You might be sitting there thinking, really, I have a gift? Yes, you have a gift. Why? Because you're alive in Christ. And the minute you came alive in Christ, the Holy Spirit comes and lives inside of you. And according to the Bible, he gives gifts to each and every one of us. Now we're going to see there's many different gifts, so we might not all have the same one. But we each have a gift. And so Paul here is saying, guys, I don't want you to be ignorant. Understand there is a gift. Okay? Now, I, I, I drive a car. Me and my wife, I used to have a Volkswagen Jetta. Loved it. Beautiful car. Okay? My wife had a Honda Passport. We sold them both and got a Jeep Wrangler. Praise Jesus. We got saved. I love it. Everybody needs a 4x4 four four when they're living downtown. Come on, somebody. Yeah, it's awesome. And, uh, and so I used to have the Jetta, she had the Honda Passport, and I would always forget which side of the car the gas tank was on. Does anybody ever have that problem? Am I the only one? Okay. I'd always forget, and so if I'd be driving her car, I'd be like, man, what side is the gas tank on? And so, you know, you roll down the window, stick your head out, try to see it. That doesn't work. You put it in park, you walk around, okay, there it is, you know, and you just look like, people are like, is that your car? Yes, shut up, okay? And so, you know, I'd have to always discover what side the gas, the gas, the gas uh, you know, filler guy tank was on. And so I'm driving one time, and somebody's in the car, and I pull up, and I stop short of the gas, that, uh, the gas um, pumps. And, uh, and the person looks at me and goes, what are you doing? I'm like, I'm trying to remember which side the gas tank is on. And they're like, okay. And I roll down my window, and I'm looking. I'm like, man. And they're like, Ben, why don't you just look at your gas gauge? I'm like, what? Look at your gas gauge. And I look down, and right next to the little gas pump symbol thing, there's a little arrow that pointed to the left. <laughs> Never knew it. How many of you guys didn't know that was there? Come on. Okay, revelation for somebody. See, I don't feel so bad now. Some of you are like, oh, I didn't realize that either, okay? Look at your little gas pump in your car. 90% of the time, they have a little arrow either pointing to the right or the left, and that's there to tell you which side the tank is on for people like me, okay? And so I'm like, oh, 
oh, yeah, my, my wife's car doesn't have that. I, you know, I'm trying to make excuses, right? And all of a sudden, there it was. It was there the whole entire time, but I didn't know it. And so I'm struggling to find out which side is the right side, which side do I pull up on. You know, I'm pulling the thing over the car. Y'all know what I'm, y'all feel my pain, right? Okay, but now the light bulb came on because, wow, there's a gift right there, right in front of me. It's a little arrow pointing to the left, okay? And I got my wife's car, and there it was, pointing to the right. I'm like, sweet, okay? Still to this day, every once in a while, though, I still do that. And I'm like, oh, wait, that's right, the little arrow, okay? Some of us live our life like this as Christ followers. There is a gift sitting right in front of you. The minute you were born again, the minute you received Jesus Christ into your life, there are gifts available to you, but far too many of us are living life like I was with the gas tank, and we keep looking around wondering which side do I go, which direction, is it on this side, that side, but Jesus wants you to know today that through the Holy Spirit there is a gift available to you where you don't have to live like that. You can live empowered, you can live right now. The Bible says this, he who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit of the Lord is saying, and the Spirit of the Lord is saying, look right in front of you okay there is a gift available to you and you don't have to live powerless but he wants you to live powerful or power filled power filled now the gifts of the spirit uh, although they are there uh, they can be dormant in your life because you don't know or they can come and you use them at times and other times you don't for whatever reason uh, there, there's many of them talked about in, in scriptures. First Corinthians 12 talks about words of wisdom, words of knowledge, prophecy, faith. We're going to look at some of these things in just a minute. Okay? But one of the ones that's been active in my life um, is, has been a word of knowledge. I get words of knowledge for people sometimes. Now, this doesn't happen every Sunday. I wish it did. Okay? I wish it happened every Sunday where I would get a word of knowledge for each and every one of you. How many think that would be cool? What am I supposed to do this week? Well, you're supposed to, you know. That'll be 1995, you know, okay? And the word of knowledge, you know, even though it's there, maybe, maybe sometimes I'm not listening. But I remember several times when it's been very active. One time I was preaching in a, in a conference in New York. And uh, I like, I love New York, but I would never want to live there. I love visiting there, and I love being able to come back. This one happened to be right in the middle of winter. It was very cold. Uh, I'm preaching at this conference, and it was the second night I was preaching. And uh, I'm up there preaching, and it comes to the close of the meeting, and uh, people are responding for salvation, but I kept getting this feeling in my heart that there was somebody else there that had walked away from God that needed to respond and get right with God, okay? And so I'm waiting on the Holy Spirit because I'm at one of those moments where I know something's supposed to happen, I'm just not sure what. So the Holy Spirit begins to speak to me, and, um, and, and, and just without even thinking about it, I just begin to say what he's speaking to me, which is sometimes good and sometimes maybe you should kind of process it first and then speak it, Okay? And so he begins to give me a word of knowledge, and the place is packed, kids have responded, but I feel like, you know what, there's one more person here. Everybody's like sitting on the edge of their seat, you know. There's, there's, there's a young man here. Well, there's hundreds of young men here, you know what I mean? That's not that, you know, great, right? And, and, and you need to get right with God, and I wait a few minutes. I, I just thought I'd throw the generic one out there, because I mean, there's hundreds of young men that haven't responded yet. There's a young man here right now, and you need to get right with God. No one's responding. Like, okay, that didn't work, Holy Spirit. Now, you need to be t- begin to tell him that he, he, used to, he used to be in love with Jesus, but he's walked in. You used to be in love with Jesus, and you walked away. Okay, tell him now he's, he's, he's actually being sexually impure. Well, I mean, it's a young man. Come on, you know, right? And you know what? You're dealing with sexual uh, immorality. No one still responds. I'm like, matter of fact, and the Holy Spirit spoke to me. As a matter of fact, the Holy Spirit just told me to tell you this, because you're not responding you know who you are. 
Because today, at 3 o'clock before you came to this conference, you know who you are because you had sex with your girlfriend at 3 o'clock in the afternoon before you came to this conference. Nobody responded. And so now I'm feeling like, wow, they're never going to invite me back. You know, I'm just like, I need to start traveling with somebody so that they can be the token responder, right? Just kidding, you know? <laughs> okay, look around. If nobody responds to my word of knowledge, then you get up and you be the responder. Okay? I'll pay you. No, just kidding. So, just kidding. So nobody responds. I'm just like, okay, how do, you, how do you get out of this one? How do you move on, you know? Come on, let's worship right now, you know, and get the band going again and, you know, and try to get everybody to forget about it. And I'm just thinking, gosh, you know, what in the world? And so, you know, uh, you know we finished ministering. We, we, um, afterwards, meetings closed. We go out um, with the other guest speakers and the pastor. And one of the other guest speakers I happened to know, and he was actually my mentor for quite some time, um, and uh, he leans over and he goes, Ben, I just want you to know that was the stupidest thing you ever did. I'm like, thank you, you're a great mentor, you know. Um, he was like, I could not believe it. He said, you should have stopped, just, you, you should have just left it at, at, at young man, you need to get right with God, just left it at that. He goes, but you kept going further, and every, every minute you go further, I, I kept cringing for you. I'm like, thanks, you know, maybe you should have been praying, jerk, you know. And, uh, and he's like, I just kept cringing for you, and I kept thinking, wow, what is he doing he said, but Ben, I want you to know something. After you sat down, a 14-year-old young man came over to me, started bawling on my shoulder and said, I'm that person. Today at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, I had sex with my girlfriend, and I need to get right with God. And I was just like, I didn't know if I should praise Jesus. Like, I feel bad for the young man that he did that, but at the same time, you know, <laughs> I'm glad that I, you know. And inside, obviously inside, you know, the, my pride was like, why couldn't he just responded, you know? <laughs> I just go cry on somebody's shoulder, big baby. Come on, you know? I mean, think about all the other people that may have responded had he responded. Like, oh, my gosh, you know? Because think about it. If he would have responded, everybody else is going to be like, oh, my gosh. If he knows his stuff, he probably knows mine, too. Come on, somebody. <laughs> Words of knowledge can be deadly. I mean, I could be getting the one right now, right over here in this section. Okay. What is that, though? That, that's the gift of the Spirit. That is not me. I'm not, I, wasn't, I didn't have cameras hidden in all these kids' homes, you know? Oh, I know you did, and you did, and you did. No, what was it? That was the Holy Spirit relaying something to me. It had nothing to do with my benefit, which is why I believe the Holy Spirit didn't allow the young man to respond because my ego just would have went, whoop, okay? You know, and so the Holy Spirit didn't allow him, but he responded later. Why? Because the gifts of the Spirit, really, they're not about you and me. They're about the people that they minister to and the people they help and the church they continue to grow. Are you with me? And so that was a spiritual gift that was seen in my life. I, I've had other ones. I, I, I get on tangents sometimes. I'm sorry. I've had other ones where, man, I was, at a, I was, I was preaching at another camp, and, um, and I had people respond for the baptism of the Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues. Oh, you're one of those churches? Yes, we are. Okay. And, uh, and, and I had them respond, and so, um, and so the, man, like probably 80% of the camp responded. And so people are getting baptized in the Holy, Holy Spirit with the evidence of speaking in tongues, and, um, and I get this word of knowledge for this person. Because that's the way the Holy Spirit likes to use me. So I get this word of knowledge, and I'm just, and they start bawling, okay? And I'm just like, wow, they're really getting ministered to, okay? I guess that's a good sign that someone's getting ministered to if they're bawling. I don't know, but they're bawling. And I'm just like, young man, God is going to do this in your life. And young man, were you there at that one? Young man, young man. I had some interns with some people. I was like, young, I kept going. Finally, I get this tap on the shoulder, and I'm like, stop it. I'm moving in the Holy Spirit right now. And I'm, you know, just, just, just giving them the stuff, you know, whatever. Finally, they tap my shoulder. So I'm like, what? And they're like, that's a girl. You feel my pain, right? 
I had probably said young man about 400 times over the mic, which I never typically do, okay? So now I don't know if the person's crying because I'm calling her a him or if they're actually getting ministered to by God. And so I was just young, madam, you know? I just, how do you recover from that? And so I don't know how it is that God could use me in a word of knowledge and relay something but not give me the right sex of the person. Come on, somebody, okay? Don't be afraid to step out in your gift, though, okay? The gifts of the Spirit, what, what are the gifts of the Spirit? It's the supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's um, work on earth. The supernatural ability given to all Christians to do God's work on earth. Has nothing to do with you, has everything to do with his kingdom, his church being built, and for the person you are ministering to. It's that supernatural ability. Man, you don't have to build the church on your own strength. You don't have to build the uh, church on your own power. God doesn't want you to. When you're born again, he gives you something. In just a minute, we're going to talk about some of the gifts, but real quickly, let me tell you what the gifts are not. Number one, because we don't want to be ignorant. Number one, What a spiritual gift is not or what spiritual gifts are not. Number one, natural talents. They're not natural talents, okay? I could not go make money on the street with a word of knowledge. I know some people are trying, okay? It's not a natural talent. Natural talents are given to you when you're born. Some of you are are, are musically inclined. Some of you are entrepreneurs. Some of you have leadership. Okay, those are all, all the leadership is one of the gifts of the Spirit, but some of you have natural talents of leadership. Okay? There's different talents that you're born with. Well, the same thing happens when you are born again. Now the Spirit releases spiritual talents or spiritual gifts inside of you when you're born again. But they're not just natural talents. Okay? Number two, what spiritual gifts are not? Number two, they're not given to the elite few. Okay? They're not just given to pastors. Okay? They're not given to the person with the most charisma in the room. They're not just given to few. They are available for everyone who calls upon the name of the Lord. What spiritual gifts are not? Number three, signs of spiritual maturity. Okay, how many of you guys have ever seen somebody with a word of knowledge like, oh man, they must be really, or, you know, they flow one of the gifts. They must be really close to God. They're more mature than I am. Okay, they're not a sign of spiritual maturity. They might be a sign that maybe their ears opened up more to the Holy Spirit right now, but they're not a sign of spiritual maturity. Number four, what spiritual gifts are not? They're not fruits of the Spirit, as found in Galatians chapter 5, which we'll talk about those in the future. Fruit of the Spirit, goodness, kindness, self-control, love, you know, all those things. That's the fruit of the Spirit. That should be evident in you all the time because the Spirit is living inside of you, and so that should just be coming out of you. So you can never say, well, I just don't have the gift of patience. (laughs) You're right, it's not a gift. It's a fruit of the Spirit, and if you're not patient, you don't have God in you. More enough, God, in you. You didn't want to hear that one, huh? It's like, I just, I just don't have the gift of love. I just don't love other people. This is not my gift. <laughs> I've actually heard people try that before. It's like, you just need to go love on people. That's not my gift. Pretty sure it's not a gift. <laughs> Pretty sure it's the fruit of God living inside of you. Are you saved? <laughs> you know? It's like... You know, people that are they're dealing with, with lack of patience or none whatsoever. It's, that, that should be there because the Holy Spirit is working inside of you. Number five, what spiritual gifts are not? They're not something to fear, okay? I think for far too long, some Christians have been afraid of the gifts of the Spirit. Why? Because some, some, some places, some movements, some churches, it's like, oh, that's for weirdos, right? I've been to those type of churches before, right? Where it's like, oh, Okay, I, I'm glad you got some gifts, but you're weird. <laughs> a 
Let's just be honest, there's weirdos everywhere, okay? Even right here in church, okay? And so uh, the gifts of the Spirit are not something, don't be afraid of them. If you see someone moving in the gift of the Spirit, don't be like, oh, dude, this, this church is different. No, it's the Bible. And you know what? The gifts are available to each and every person. It doesn't even matter your denomination. Why? Because they're available to every single believer. Don't be afraid of them. Matter of fact, open up your, open up your life. And we're going to talk about that. Open up your life. And begin to read the scripture. Begin to desire them, Paul says. Paul, Paul wouldn't say earnestly desire the gifts if it was weird. Right? If it was something that, well, I don't know. No. Earnestly desire the gifts of the Spirit. What are some of the gifts of the Spirit? Turn your Bible to Romans 12. Romans 12 mentions them, and 1 Corinthians 12 mentions them. Romans 12, starting in verse 6, it says this, Having gifts that differ, differ according to the grace given to us. Who's that grace from? That grace comes from God through Jesus, getting filled with the Holy Spirit. Having these gifts different according to the grace given to us, let us use them. Do what with them? Use them. Okay, so we don't just have them to have. No, we need to do something with them. Here it goes on. If prophecy in proportion to our faith, if service in our serving, the one who teaches in his teaching, the one who exhorts in his exhortation, the one who contributes in generosity, the one who leads with zeal, the one who does acts of mercy and cheerfulness. What are the gifts mentioned here? Let me just repeat them real quickly in Romans 12. You have the gift of prophecy that's mentioned. You have the gift of serving. You have the gift of teaching. You have the gift of exhortation or encouraging. You have the gift of leadership. Or you have gift of mercy, according to Romans 12. We're going to talk about some out of 1 Corinthians 12 in just a minute. But there's prophecy, there's serving, there's teaching, there's exhorting, there's giving, there's leadership, and there is, is mercy. Now you might be sitting there and you might be wondering, well, how do I know which one I am? Okay? Have you guys ever wondered that? Wh- which one am I? Does anybody know what their gift is? Yeah? Some of you do? Okay? Well, it's, it's essential that we know what our gifts are, and we're going to know here in just a minute a few ways that we can, that we can do that. Um, but I like to think of it this way. I like to use the pie example. Okay? And since we're coming up on Thanksgiving, how many people like pumpkin pie? If you don't, you can get saved today. And, uh, okay, pumpkin pie is from the Lord. I'm pretty sure it tastes just like manna in the wilderness. Come on. Pumpkin pie. I love pumpkin pie. Lots of whipped cream, especially when you freshly whip it. It's amazing. Anybody getting hungry? Come on, somebody. But how many of you guys have been at, at a dinner before, maybe Thanksgiving dinner, and, and, and you, the pie is being served, and, uh, and, and here's, the, here's, the, here's the analogy. You're sitting there at Thanksgiving dinner, pie is served, someone sets their pie down, and it's sitting really close to the edge of the table, okay? And they begin to grab their fork, and they begin to dig into that pumpkin pie, and as they dig into the pumpkin pie, the plate flips off the table, and pumpkin pie goes all over them, okay? Have you guys ever been to that party before? Okay, no? Well, maybe this Thanksgiving, okay. What you do next could help you determine your spiritual gift, okay? Really? Yeah. What you do next could help you determine your spiritual gift. We just call it the pumpkin pie analogy, okay? How many of you out there would say this, that when you saw that happen, you would say, oh, man, you idiot. I I could have told you that was, matter of fact, I almost told you that was going to happen. That is, why did you have it sitting on the edge of your table? How many of you guys are like that? Come on, be bold. Yeah. Some of you are like, oh, that sounds so harsh. Come on, that's just who you are. Lift your hand, raise it high. 
Okay, now point to all those people out there that are raising their hand right now, okay? If that's you, okay, maybe you have the gift of prophecy, right? Oh, I could have told you that was going to matter. I was about to tell you that happened because I saw it happening before it even happened. And you know what? Well, thanks for using your gift. You know, I got piled over me now, okay? So if that's you, maybe, maybe, you, have, maybe you have the gift, the gift of prophecy. Now, how many of you out there, uh, you, would, you would do this? You would quickly run over and grab a napkin and come over and offer them the napkin, okay? Hey, oh, here, let me get that for you. And you start cleaning them up. How many of you guys out there are like that? Okay, oh, see, we need you, okay? You know, um, th- well, if, you, if, you, if that's you and you're at Thanksgiving dinner and you see that happen, you run over and you start wiping up, maybe you have the gift of serving. You like to serve other, serve other people, okay? How many of you guys, um, you're, you, you, you would see that happen, and after it's flopped all over, you would say, you know what, there is, there is, there is such a better way to eat pie. <laughs> Step one, what you want to do is you want to make sure the plate is centered. <laughs> Step two, take the fork and hold it in the, how many of you guys are out there like that, and you would begin to just be like, yeah, see, there's some people, people like that, you know? That, well, if that's you, maybe, maybe you have the teaching gift, right? And you just want to teach them how to eat pie properly. There's just, there's just, there's just such a, a better, better way to eat pie, okay? Hmm. Um, how many of you uh, would do this? You would come over, and, and you, would, you would be like, oh my gosh, I know exactly how you feel. I've done that once. And I know, as a matter of fact, and you just take the pie and throw it all over yourself. Okay? Some of you out there, right? Okay, yeah. Yeah, you're just, you're just like, oh, man, I feel so bad here. You know, and you just, you know, start throwing it at everybody just to make them feel good. If, that, if that's you, maybe, maybe you have the gift of encouragement, right? You just, right there. That's okay. If that happens this Thanksgiving, feel, feel free to do that, you encourager. That's awesome. Throw some all over yourself and make, make them feel good. Um, or, or how many of you guys would do this? You'd come over and be like, oh, you know, don't worry about it. Here, you can have my, my pie. A matter of fact, new pie for everybody. <laughs> how, many guys, how many of you guys would say that's you? That you would just be like, some of you aren't raising your hand on any. Maybe some of you need to get the spirit. <laughs> you know, go ahead, raise your hand. Who would say that's you? Okay, awesome. That, that is fantastic. Maybe you have the gift of giving, right? And you just want now, now you want to give pie, pie to everybody. Way to go, okay? Um, how, how many of you respond like this? Hey, 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 no problem. We can get this cleaned up in no time at all. You, you go grab a mop. You over there, you go grab a towel. You go grab, how many guys are like that? Okay, yeah. You just start, you just start barking out orders and distributing, and you know, you don't even know their names. But you, maybe you have the gift of leadership, if, that, if, that, if that's you. And then there's this last one, and um, I'm working on this one, and I don't know if this will ever be my gift, but I am trying to do it more. Um, because I think it would be good, but how many of you would be like, oh my gosh, when I saw the pie flipping, my heart just sank. And <sighs> you and I, we're just hurting together right now, because I, <laughs> I feel like I have pie on me. Okay. How many of you guys are like that? Any, you? Okay, awesome. I need, I, we, we, maybe we'll go on a couple's date and some of, that, some of that mercy will rub off on me because that's, that's just one I struggle with because after I laugh at you behind your back, <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't believe they did that. I go on eating my pie. I don't have any of these gifts. I, I don't know. Mine, I, there's got to be one somewhere, but <laughs> God help me. 1 Corinthians 12 talks about a couple of more. 1 Corinthians 12, 7 through 11. I'll read this and we'll conclude here in just a moment. Is anybody getting anything out of this today? Good. 
1 Corinthians 12, verse 7, to each is given the manifestation of the Spirit for the common good. For to one is given through the Spirit utterance of wisdom, and to another the utterance of knowledge according to the same Spirit. To another faith by the same Spirit, to another gifts healing by one Spirit, to another the working of miracles, to another prophecy, to another the ability to distinguish between spirits, to another various kinds of tongues, and to another the interpretation of tongues. All these are empowered by one and the same Spirit who apportions to each one individual, individually as he wills. Wow. What, what are those gifts seen there? Uh, there's the gift of words of wisdom. Maybe, maybe you have the ability to speak wisdom into somebody's situation. Somebody's going through something, they're dealing with something, and man, you just speak that, you speak that wisdom, and man, it just gives them direction. Maybe it's the, the gift of the word of knowledge. You have special knowledge on somebody's circumstance, and as you share that, it leads them back to Christ, such as the examples that, that I used. Maybe it's the gift of faith. Maybe when other people, man, are trembling in fear, you have the gift of faith and you can walk through those circumstances. We need those people in the church. We're really going to need you when we go into this building. Come on. I'm going to need your faith and I'm going to need your hammer. Come on, somebody. We're going to go to work. Maybe it's the gift of healing. When you pray for somebody, they just supernaturally get healed. How many of you guys have prayed for somebody and they got healed? Okay. Man, don't stop praying for people. Now, I'm a good person to have around for some things, but healing isn't my specialty. Okay? There's a good chance that after I pray for you for healing, you might be sicker than before I prayed. Okay? So if you have the gift of healing, raise your hand. Okay? Okay, call on these people right here. Man, I love you. I'll come pray for you, and I'll believe for your healing, but, but you never know what's going to happen. You might have pile over you. Okay? The gift of working of miracles. Man, the gift of working of miracles. We work miracles. The gift of prophecy. The gift of discerning of spirits. The gift of tongues and the gift of the interpretation of tongues. What is the gift of tongues? It's getting, it's getting something from God in a language that we don't understand. The, Paul said this, sometimes I speak with the tongues of man, sometimes I speak with the tongues of angels. But either way, it's coming from him. And th- in this case, the gift of tongues is giving an exhortation or a word in tongues, and it's accompanied by somebody with the interpretation of tongues. And it edifies, it builds up, and it encourages. How do you discover your spiritual gifts? Let me give you these real quickly. How many of you guys want to discover your spiritual gift? Okay. For those of us that have been going to Urbanism on Saturday night, it's a class we offer here at Urban. And um, the, really the main premise of it is just so you can get a snapshot of who we are, our governmental structure, kind of some history. And then we give you some things that every believer should be doing, such as praying, reading your Bible, things like that. And we just talk about how to make that practical. And then the third one, which is coming up, which is one of my favorites, is we do a gifts test. Why? Because we want each and every person that comes to Urban to know their gift so they can begin to use their gift to help others and to grow the kingdom of God. How do I discover, or how do you discover your spiritual gift? Number one, study the Bible, what the Bible says about gifts. Know what the Bible says about it. Obviously, today we're talking about that. It says to earnestly desire them. It says that they're available. It says they're for every believer. Okay? All right, then what's mine? Number two, ask God to show you your gifts. You studied the Bible. You know they exist. Okay, God, show me my gifts. Guess what? He's a good God. He's going to show you. Why? Because he wants them in use. Okay? Number three, examine. Here's a good way to find out. Examine what you enjoy and what you do well. If there's something you enjoy and you do well, I believe this. I believe that people that have the gift to make money also have the gift of giving. I really believe that. Because unless it's, you know, to buy a third or fourth home. Hello, how many homes do you need? Okay? 
Why has God blessed you with that gift of entrepreneurship? Well, because he knows that you also have the gift of giving inside so that you can bless people in need, okay? And so, man, just, and, and here's the thing, is people that, people that are givers, they seem, to, they seem to find a way to have money, too, okay? Like, like my wife's a giver, and she married me, so she has money, so. <laughs> I think it's the opposite way around, actually. <laughs> you know, and so, and here's the cool thing, is if, you're the, if you have the gift of giving, man, when you give, it just makes you so happy, especially when they don't know where it came from, and you just like to give, Okay? And so, man, when you use these gifts, what do you enjoy to do and what do you do well, okay? Uh, Number four, take a spiritual gifts test. If you've never taken one, you can find them online or you can come to Urbanism, okay? And we'll we'll give one to you. You can take that, find out what your gift is, and begin to use it. Number five, do what the Holy Spirit tells you to do. The Holy Spirit is not going to steer you in the wrong direction. If he is speaking to you and you know he's speaking to you, then do what he's telling you to do. And if you do that, guess what? You're going to discover what your spiritual gift is. 1 Peter 4, 10 says this, As each has received a gift, use it to serve one another as as good stewards of God's varied grace. You have a gift it's time to put it in use. I'm telling you right now, the Holy Spirit has empowered you and equipped you to be successful in life and in godliness. The Bible says he's given us all things we need for life and godliness. And I'm telling you, for some of you, it's time to step up. It's time to step in. It's time to understand what your gift is. And it's time to put it in practice, not just to build your own life, but to build somebody else and to begin to build his church. And when you do that, I guarantee you, you'll be the happiest person you've ever been. God, we thank you for your word today. God, we thank you that your word is living and active and sharper than any two-edged sword. Holy Spirit, I thank you that you have literally empowered each and every one that calls upon your name with spiritual gifts. I thank you they are available to us, and I thank you they are sitting right in front of us. Just close your eyes for a minute. I want you to think about your life. For some of you right now, it's like the gas gauge. It's been sitting there, and it's been sitting there. And all you need to do is begin to access it and begin to allow God's grace to work through you with the gifts of the Holy Spirit. It's time to step up. It's time to step deeper. It's time to do more. Build His church. Build people. But one of the greatest gifts, I believe, is the gift of eternal life. And I want to ask you this question before I pray. Maybe you're here today, and you're not right with God. You don't have the greatest gift. Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, but the free gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. Out of all the gifts you could receive, the greatest gift is the gift of eternal life because of what Jesus Christ did on the cross. And after that, and the rest coming from the Holy Spirit empowers your life. The Bible says in John 10.10 that Jesus Christ came to give us life and that we might have that life more abundantly. It's time for some of you to step into the abundant part. 